Welcome to Hachzik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Here we go, Hachzik, last day of the week, Frachtig. And we are learning day number 21 in middle of the second mission in the second parak. And he's telling us that when a person is Isaac and Sibur, Vachola Oskim, Imat Sibur, that somebody who is Isaac and Sibur, community work, Askanis. And the person should be in asking in order to help out the community. Shem Shemayim, Fanebishtim. That's why the person should do it. Not for his own honor, not for gain, not because um, he wants any power, but because you feel that, look, there's a proper path that has to go, and I'm going to do that path, Shem Shemayim. And you should know. Now listen to this. Because it's the schus avotam, it's their schus of their fathers, their ancestors that are going to help them. And it's their righteousness. That's what endures forever. What does this mean? That even though you're the one doing the work and their needs are being handled mamish through you, you're speaking to government. You're the one speaking to the police and you're the one dealing with all the different and you're raising the funds and you're doing the campaigns. You're the one doing all the marketing. You're the one calling all of the higher ups, everyone else. Guess what? You're not the one bringing about the results at all. The community, the Cebu, they have the incredible schutavot. And it's the schutavot that's coming to their aid. It's their tzidkas that's going forever. It's the tzidkas of their schosavis. They have grandparents. They have great parents. They have fathers. They have all these different things. And really, that's what's being paid out. Like we say, that Hashem pays uh, for thousands of generations. And that's really what's coming through. So now, you're going to say to yourself one second, if that's the case, then, ugh, then what am I doing over here exactly? But listen to this. Va'atem and you. Ma'alani alechem schar I'm going to make it, says the Abishtim, that although it came by way of the schus of their forefathers and not from you, still, you're the one who was Isaac. You actually were the one who physically brought it about. I'm going to do it as if it was yours and you're going to get the schar for it. It's an incredible thing. You're going to be the one to get the schar, although literally it was a schus avaisam. If not for their father's schus, so then the fundraising campaign never would have happened. So then you never would have been at Matzayach at all with dealing with the police, dealing with the community, dealing with all those affairs, going and getting the government to give those grants, all those different things. Let's say you are involved in getting grants for, for education from the government, and you think it was my suave, it was my connections, it was the way that I built relationships, it was my talks, all these different things. Nein, that's it, too bad. Wasn't you at all. It was the schus. You have 10,000 Tinaikisha based Robin in New York State that have to be able to have learning. So, yeah, I think it was their grandfathers from Europe who really went and pushed on through the fact that their grandchildren, they daven for them saying, if it's, it's a new 100 years ago, that's what pushed it through. 
So now you say, all right, so then what do I get? The answer is, the Eibshter says, when it comes to schar, though, I'm going to make it as if it was all you. And all of that gets into your bank account as well. It's an amazing, it's an amazing thought. But don't say to yourself, look, what do I need this pain? Dealing with these, they are not easy. If times a million, it's so hard. Let's face it. Even if I convince people to go and to give money towards different worthy causes, but in the end of the day, it was they who gave the money. It wasn't me. So I don't get any kind of credit whatsoever. It's their money. They're doing the donations. I'm the one who told them about it. I'm the one who's trying to I'll put the funds together, but it's not me. So what do I need all this headache for? What do I need all this pressure? I have the schools calling me and saying, you want to take public school kids and bring them into regular schools? Okay, but you should know each kid costs 25K and we'll meet you in the middle, but you got to at least give us uh, you know, half of it and we'll do the other half. And where are you going to go and get all those funds? And who needs this headache? So you go and you call people and your mommy should put together $50,000 and you can send a handful of kids off to yeshiva fantastic but you think to yourself in the end of the day it was their that had to go through and the wealthy people that i collected the money from they get a big schluss because let's face it they give the tzedakah and i'm the guy caught just holding an empty pot that's it i got nothing inside my bank account because it wasn't me who got the kids going to from public school into uh, going to yeshivas it was their some that was a community thing and it wasn't me who gave the money it was the wealthy people i end up nothing actually this is the cool part it's as if you gave the money it's it's as if you did the whole thing although this is the greatest investment ever you're literally playing with other people's money and it's as if you're the one who invested in it to be able to get all the mitzvot in the future and this is what he says like you did it from yourself as if it came from your pocket like it all came from you don't worry you're gonna get so much from the effort in your in 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 your work as if you yourself have been the one to lay it all out it's an incredible thing says Rabbeinu Yana that you're the one who ends up with it so very much worthwhile to have that headache to go through it next Mishnah should be very careful with the authority they only bring you close for their own needs they'll look like your friend when they are benefiting from you but when you are in times of trouble they're not going to be there to help you listen to this should be very careful with dealing with the Rishut that means just stay away from rulers because in the end, they're going to strip all your possessions from you. Now, we don't live inside those times, but back then they can mamish just take it. And even today, perhaps that they can go and do such things. That when the king is interested, he can go and interrogate people to find out what they know, to go and um, find out their plans. And it's impossible to know what the king is really thinking what his purpose is. And so they can draw people close, but you have no idea. They're just doing it for their own needs. Yeah, they appear as friends. But again, it's only to go to get what they want from you. And then they spit you out when they don't need you anymore. But when you have no more money, where you have no more use to them, when you're poor, so then they're the ones who impoverished you. They're the ones who want to strip you of all your good. And now they kind of throw you away as if you're nothing. Stop. You should know principles. I'm, I'm talking to Rebbeim and principles out there. You are the ones um, today inside yeshivas who are the 
uh, wants to be zihirim bereshut of. I got to be honest with you. A lot of times you'll find principles to do this, and I think it's absolutely disgusting. You're the reshut, by the way. You're the government, and you befriend kids sometimes, students, to be able to find out information about other students, to be able to find information about wealthy people, to be able to find out information. And you go and you make them feel good. You make them feel as if they're connected to you. And the moment you find out information from the kid, you find out what you want, you spit them out, and you don't show the kid another second half glance. And only the ones who you really like are the ones who are the children of wealthy people, or the ones you consistently keep on going. And guess what? You're doing it because you're still the reshut itself. And to be honest, you're going to have... You can have what to pay for that because it is what we would refer to as honestly just abuse of power. And you think it's all a shame shamayim. You think you're doing for the right things. Yeah, but you're dealing with hearts. You're dealing with neshamot. I see the way the kids come out of high school on the other side of it. And you should know they're so smart. Those rebeim or those principals who are ones who literally just abuse their power the whole time, the kids on the other side, they may show you a happy face. They may seem as if you're their best friends and they may laugh back with you. But I'm the Rebbe that they talk to afterwards because I have nothing to gain. I have no power. I just love them. I love the fact that they're Yidden. I love their Nishamot. And I want to bring them to their highest place. And they feel comfort. They feel as if my Rebbe is interested in me for me. And they'll go and they'll talk about how they felt used. How they felt that they were only being propped up as some kind of trophy because they had done something good by the school to show the world. But then afterwards, the world paid no notice, and so the school just tossed them to the side. Just know, pay attention to that, because you're doing it without realizing it, or you do realize it, and that makes it ten times worse. Next, but, like we said, that once you lose out on the thing, once you don't have worth anymore, so then they throw you away. The Rabbeinu Yana finishes off with his understanding, saying, to tell you the truth, we don't talk about kings this way, because kings are generally good. Kings actually want to dispense good love. Kings actually do have a certain aspect, sometimes where they're honest. And so he says that you're going to find um, the Perkyavot now talking negatively about kings as if they're completely terrible. No, no, no. He says, it's not it. The kings a lot of times want to do something honest. And to be honest, principles aren't terrible either. You have certain heads of schools, the ones that I work with, very good yet and and and, and uh, very balanced and very even and, and showing love across the boards the whole time and so says Rabino you know you don't talk about everybody that way yeah no you'll have those but then what's shot sometimes when you find a good king uh, kind of being abusive inside his power he explains this is Hashem's way of going about it because in the end of the day it's Hashem's will and if Hashem decides that the king should go about, if Hashem should decide that kings will go about a certain way in retribution to you, then just know that no matter what the king wants to do, Hashem will decide how that goes. There's no chance that a king can do anything outside of the will of the Abishna. And so it may be sometimes that if a king is coming about it inside a negative way, or if something in the world, and this is a much bigger idea we know from Chovat Levavot that we've spoken about in the past svarim, uh, could it be that somebody else can come out there and hurt you or affect you? And so certainly to add to this mission where it's talking about others affecting you, to know that in the end of the day, it's always Hashem, and that a person is meant to look beyond the person who's affecting him and always see that it's Hashem himself. So Zahirins, you should be careful with the Rishud, be careful with how you're dealing with the king of all kings, with the to himself, to understand that Hashem is going to run the world in that specific fashion. Have a wonderful day. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. 
for the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.